0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.
1: Gentlemen, start your engines.
0: The following is a paid program. This program may contain adult themes and nudity, and you can never go wrong with that. Speaking of always being right, views expressed on this program are those of life-experienced mechanics. Continued listening may cause addiction, and in rare cases, a rash. Discretion is advised. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740, or toll free at 1-866-740-4740.
1: Well, good day, and welcome to Dave's Going to Garage. Al, hit it with Yee-haw. your
2: 2
1: That's good. You like that? We got the timing off a little bit. Well, the timing is fine, but considering that, if this is only television, but you can actually... Uh, you can stream this at davescornergarage.com and uh-huh. 8740.ca. Uh, but Al, uh, looks like uh, one of the Leafs. You lost a tooth and you're waiting for a tooth. Can you whistle through that little
2: patch No, I air? can't. But now that I see we do have cameras here, I could sort of wink. but you no, know, you'll scare I, her. I do this. My <laughs> wife goes crazy. She says, I hate when you do that. You know? Welcome to Dave's
1: Corner Garage. We have another great show. Dave's on assignment and he is not in jail. So in case people are wondering where he is, but he'll be back next week. I think he may bring back a car. I know he's down there at a at a certain auction and he's trying to buy uh a couple cars. I asked him for a 1964 Morgan and there's an emoji that he sent that I can't really show anybody.
2: But you know, he took the, he took the, he did take his uh significant other with him and uh they may only come back with new shoes.
1: No, probably. Yeah,
2: that's whatever you can do.
1: Coming up this uh, this hour, we have uh, from LeaseBusters, uh, the retail sales manager, Sharon Lucas, who'll be answering any questions you have about getting into a lease, getting out to a lease. Welcome to the show, Sharon. Thank you.
3: Great day to be here.
1: It's got to put a microphone on it. How are we doing, Josh? <laughs> Hi Sharon, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you. Great oh to, look, she's great day here. Great to be here.
1: Great, we're happy you're here and uh, doing more than just sitting in for uh, for Dave is uh, Brian Max. How you doing, buddy? I'm fantastic. Great to be here. Well, listen, we're going to take your calls about uh, what you have any problems with with your car as we get into spring. <laughs> this is the weather outside. I have to apologize to everybody, is because I took my winter tires off. And put my all-seasons on.
2: Well, it was time. I yeah. mean, normally this is April. I Don't people start going down to Hyde Park to look at the cherry blossoms at this time?
1: Well, I know. You're true. It's right. But, okay, I mean, thank pe- you. people who listen up in Collingwood uh-huh. and in Barrie are going... Do you want to see a picture right now of what's going on? So if you've got any questions about your car getting ready for spring, and especially with getting in and out of the lease, this is the place to call for the entire hour. And something very special, we're going to take a time out for a little bit around the bottom of the hour. We're going to be speaking to a colleague of mine who is a sports director out in Saskatchewan, and we want to pay some tribute to the Humboldt Broncos and see with your help, if we can raise some money for uh, these families, and in particular for uh, everybody involved with it. So, we have a tremendous show. The calls and lines are wide open, and you can stream us at dayscornergarage.com. Al, take us out, buddy. This is it. We've got a
2: million years of automotive experience right here behind the microphones, whether you're looking to fix, to buy. You, you, you know, you're looking at a car and you're wondering, I wonder what that drives like. Brian can do that. He's...
4: I can help you with that. I can tell you about it. all sorts of new cars.
2: And if you want to lease it, Sharon can do that. And if you got to fix it, because you got an old beater, I can do that. You can. There you go. And this d- is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back after these messages. Oh, the weather
1: outside is. Let's go there. Dave'sCornerGarage.com. You can listen to the show online and stream it as well and see the. Uh, see Alan's space in his tooth.
2: <laughs> Come on, buddy. You can gum this show, right? And i got to plug my dentist who's coming in no, after don't. the show yeah. just to glue my tooth back. Beautiful. In. very nice of him. Very nice. You don't
4: mean that you're going to shoot him?
2: No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, not, no. No, I, no. Shooting as in taking a picture of him?
4: Sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so when you go to your dentist, does he put you on a forklift
1: or what? Why is that? I Because you're a car guy. Okay, we have Sharon Lucas in from Lease Busters, and we'll turn it over to Alan. Uh, exactly.
2: Brian. We're going to talk about the nuts and bolts of how to do a lease takeover. We're going to sort of call it... The for dummies version of taking over a lease. So lease busters, you go online at leasebusters.com. That is correct. First two choices on the screen are? Get into a lease or get out of a lease. There you go. There's 50 ways to leave a lover. (laughs) (laughs) So, for example, so I've had a car for two years and I'm tired of it. I want to get rid of it. I go onto the site. and, And what information do I have to put there?
3: It's very minimal information. We need your contact information and Mm -hmm. just basic lease details, such as your monthly payment and the term remaining. Uh, it will then come through to our head office in Mississauga. A leasing specialist will receive your file and then call you to be able to vet your lease to tell you if you really stand a good chance to transfer the lease, what is great about your vehicle, the kilometers available, mm-hmm. and uh, then make a marketing plan so that you can exit your lease in a timely fashion. You mean
2: some people could have a bad lease? Absolutely. What, what would deem their lease as being bad?
3: Typically, a lot of people get out of a lease previously or an owned vehicle and build a negative equity.
2: Oh. We've talked about negative equity before. Negative equity, the beast of all things. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: Now, today's marketplace, really, there is so much now more full disclosure that Mm -hmm. must be uh, proven to get into a lease with negative equity. But years ago, no, it it really wasn't as uh, great full disclosure. So people really were not aware that they did receive negative equity.
2: Well, people actually know by looking at those numbers, like as far as the monthly payment, you know, what, you know, what, why is it that?
3: Absolutely. And, and again, the the great team that we have at LeaseBusters.com, they will vet the lease. They will ask how much you paid for the vehicle. To We have all the pricing to see if it's over MSRP. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also go on to LeaseBusters.com and search for a vehicle, look for a similar vehicle to your own and see... What other monthly payments are applied, and you'll know if you have a, a fairly decent offer payment wise.
2: So, very much like going on Auto Trader, for example, where you're going to buy a car and, and everybody wants the best deal. Yes. So, you can, sign, you can find similar vehicles for less money because the prices are all there. Correct. All right, super. Now, the other thing that, uh, now, the lease is the lease, apparently. Okay, it, it's not something that can be changed or renegotiated, right?
3: Correct. It's really a nice uh, way to step into a lease because mm-hmm. you know that you don't have to do any negotiation. The payment will always remain the same, the term, the kilometers is available. Mm-hmm. You just always want to make sure you do ask to see a copy of the lease when you're taking over a lease to make sure that what we're stating is exactly what you're signing up for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the person would then just become credit-approved to take over the lease, so the name and address at the top of the document changes. The payment will always be the same. It Super. must
1: be the charm of Sharon being here, because we already have a call about uh, how to do... Uh, it's a leasebusters question. Okay. So we're going to go to uh, line number two, and I think it's Steve from Steve Oshawa. Steve in
2: Oshawa. Question about uh, a trade-in. Steve, how are you today? Great. How are you doing? It's not icy there, is it? Yes, it is. Uh-oh. It's on its way, eh? It is. Okay, so we're... you got a question for Sharon.
5: Well, I have a... Uh trade-in and I want to lower my payments, will it lower my payments if I trade-in and buy, get a new lease?
3: Well, you could always go to the dealership and use your vehicle on a new lease, but if you're taking over a lease, Mm -hmm. you really can't use a trade-in to change the payment. Um, It would uh, not be applied because once again, the credit uh, agency or leasing company will just approve you based Mm -hmm. on the lease account number and nothing can change.
5: Oh, I see. You would have to sell
3: your vehicle separately and apply that money, put it in your bank account, and have it drawn against the lease payment. No,
5: I understand. Now, when I'm taking over a lease, if I want to lower my payments, how
0: would I do that?
3: You really can't. Even applying more money cash down, you really cannot change it. Possibly the other person did put some money down, so you will be getting a lower payment just based on what they did initially when they negotiated their deal.
5: But if somebody has a lease and they're trying to get out the lease, and I would like to get some incentive to take it over, because I see that on your website, how do I get that from them?
2: Well, first of all, I mean, one of the things that you're going to be getting is, I've noticed by looking at them, is you don't have to leave that cash deposit, where in a lot of cases, when you do get a car, there is a cash deposit. So once you assume that, that cash deposit is usually given up, correct?
3: That is correct.
2: All right. But uh, as Steve is saying, I mean, let's say, for example, you know, I'm interested in that car and, and you think the guy who's going to get rid of the car maybe can can sweeten up the pot. How do we do that?
3: Cash incentives are definitely viable. It makes it a lot uh, 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 more sweetener to take over that deal based on the fact that you can take that on delivery. They will give you a certified check for a <laughs> cash incentive. And uh, then you can take over the payment, plus have that money in your bank account. You okay. can do
1: whatever you want. Steve, what, uh, if you want to hang on just for a second, uh, we're going to give out... Sharon, what's the number that he can call if he's got any questions with LeaseBuster
3: today? You can call our direct line at one 357 2678 That's a toll-free, and uh, there will be people there to answer you at least Busters today. Great. All,
1: We've got the entire... Now? Yeah. Four, sure, four seven. it's the weekend, and it's, all right, it's snowing or whatever it is out there. <laughs> Any questions about your car, getting ready for spring, <laughs> and especially getting in and out of police? this is The Place In, along with Sharon Lucas is Brian Max and Alan Gilman. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Stick around. Welcome back. This is Dave's Corner Garage, and we want to take your calls about getting it out of a lease and car problems you may have getting in the spring, and especially if you have the time. Give us a call no matter where you are, and give us an idea of how much your gas prices are. Because in Buffalo, they're 92 cents a liter. I know in Barrie, it's about $1. twenty-seven. So wherever
2: you are, give us a call. Yeah, but if you got to drive there to, to tank, up how, <laughs> tank much you, up, how much did you save, eh? Where are you going to get tanked? In Buffalo? <laughs> Well, Genesis sells for really cheap oh, too. eh? they still make that. All they right, do. we got our other guest in the studio today <laughs> is Brian Max. Of course, Brian is an automotive expert. You know, although this is a car show, people may not realize that not maybe not in Canada, but certainly in the United States, the biggest selling car is not a car;
4: it's uh, a pickup truck. It's a pickup truck, indeed. There you go. Is
2: and, and number is Ford number one generally.
4: Generally, and that's you know that's because they've you know they've they've been in the in the game for a long long time. The F one hundred and fifty sells really well both mm-hmm. here and in Canada. But what I found interesting, I drove the uh, the twenty nineteen Ram that'll uh-huh. be coming out so- shortly. It's a all new Ram. Mm-hmm. But the Ram's been outselling Chevy and GMC really? for quite a while. Why is that? Um, well, I think partly because uh, you get great incentives on Rams. Okay, but it's not, it's not a bad truck. But this uh, this twenty nineteen Ram is all new. I was I was blown away at how quiet and refined it is. It drives like a car. It drives it drives like a uh, a luxury Chrysler.
2: Mind you, I guess it depends too on the the suspension package. I mean, if you want to look like. Uh you know, I forgot that guy's name. And and drive a big honkin' truck with big wheels and tires on it. It's not gonna be quite the same.
4: No, they you know they've got different models, but the, right. the mainstream 1500 uh-huh. uh, you know half ton models are fantastic. There's a there's a little more hardcore rebel coming out that's <laughs> more of an off road oriented version. But the uh, the regular 1500 from base trim to the top luxury trim. Very comfortable, very quiet. Was well, this
1: the one that was at the, the Toronto Auto Show? That's right. It would have been at the Toronto Auto All Show. All right. Yep. So I, I, just, I slid my uh, slender body into it, and you close the door, and you have to actually re- realize that you're in, a, you're in a truck. Yeah. The, right. the materials inside are I'm gorgeous. Sharon, sure, you were talking about uh, the variations now of what it was before to now with trucks.
3: I'm always interested by driving by dealerships in the GTA that have huge inventories of trucks, whereas 20 years ago, 25 years ago, in the GTA, very few trucks were sold. It was all more cars, SUVs, so it's really turned around to more of a pickup truck atmosphere.
2: But I guess, too, you know, there's, the trucks are used for dual purpose. I mean, in a lot of cases, like you're talking about it's a beautiful truck, and people buy them with all the options and goodies in them, um, but... You know, certainly if I was going to do a lease takeover, I'd want to know, was that a work truck or, you know, or a Gentleman gym kind of truck? You know what I mean?
3: Certainly. And I, I, once again, in the GTA area, it's usually a Gentleman gym truck. Uh-huh. It's not a work truck. But do if you get out to the outlying areas, such as uh, Mount Forest, all those areas, it's more of a work truck, I would assume, uh, that is being sold. And it's a huge truck market out there as well.
1: So when you say, when you say it's huge, like how big has it become?
3: I don't really know the number, so I really wouldn't want to state. But I know GM, this is Dave's GM, Corner
1: Garage. You can throw in a number anytime <laughs> you want.
3: I know GM has their truck month on, and uh, right. you drive by one of the GM dealerships, and those trucks are just—you know—the inventory is massive.
2: Well, normally, when when somebody is looking to to, to do a lease takeover, obviously, um, you know, uh, you're getting someone else's car or someone else's truck in this case. Um, and in the end, if, if, the, if you sign the papers, now the lease is you own the paper, you also own the car and all the issues that perhaps come along with it. What do people do to protect themselves to make sure that they're getting a decent car?
3: It certainly is buyer beware, Mm -hmm. and you want to do your due diligence to request service records from the original SC because they are the only ones that can obtain them due to privacy issues. You also may want to check and and ask them to receive or purchase a car-proof report with a VIN number Mm -hmm. so they can provide that information uh, for you to see if it has had any damage that's been claimed through insurance. You may even want to get it inspected at the dealership. That would be your cost because most of the vehicles on LeaseBusters.com will be newer vehicles that are still under warranty.
2: Yes. However, if you have a bit of a prank with your car, uh, a bit of an accident, um, that's not covered by warranty issues.
3: No, now, absolutely not.
2: And, and general condition overall. Like, Let's say, for example, Brian had the car for six months, peeled the tires off. Sorry, Brian. That would uh, happen. Absolutely. <laughs> that's, isn't that a given? Well, again, you In see, a nice way. see, don't forget, when you're, when you're purchasing a vehicle, you know, a used car, it has to go through a mechanical safety standard certificate. When you're doing a lease takeover, none of that has to be done. That is correct. Um, so you could end up with a car, for example, um, that only has a week left of tires and brakes. So, you know, down the road, uh, only a week away, you could be looking at $2,000 worth of repair. So as you say, Sharon, hey, you know, it's buyer beware to protect yourself. Spend that hundred bucks and get the car checked out at your own mechanic.
3: Correct.
1: There you go. Perfect. So, more questions that you may have about uh, leasing a car, getting in and out. And uh, don't forget to go to Dave's Corner dot com for your chance to win from car cost a uh, pro membership and a set of tires from Sailor's tires and rims. Dave's Corner dot com, there's a nice little chalkboard entry form. Go on there and, and register. As part of Dave's Corner Garage, today especially, we want your help and some stories about what's happened uh, in Humboldt uh, in Saskatchewan with the kids who were unfortunately uh, killed in that tragic accident last week. Hard to believe it's just been a week. We're going to speak to uh, a gentleman out there that's heavily involved with it, and uh, if you can, we would welcome your support. Stick around. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. We're taking your calls throughout the hour about leasing, in and out of a lease, and especially getting your car ready for springtime. And uh, right now, we're just going to take a pause for a couple minutes right now and reach out to a buddy of mine. I used to work together. Uh, we won't go on how many years ago that was. But uh, Warren Woods, who's sports director of CJME out in Regina. And Warren's been heavily involved with the uh, tragedy that took place just a week ago uh, with the Humboldt Broncos. Woodsy, how are you today?
5: Uh, very good, Steve. How are you? Nice to see you're still working
1: yeah it's good that's very nice. So things you call haven't, this working they haven 't changed between you and i <laughs> so listen we we've all been uh, you know listening to things on different stations across Canada and we've been uh, watching it on the TV about what 's taken place uh, with the kids who are unfortunately uh we lost so many of them uh, up with the Humboldt Broncos. Give us your perspective of just a couple things that have gone on in the last say twenty four hours and especially one of the stories that you and I were talking about yesterday that uh, will hopefully build on people who are listening right across Canada to this show um, about how they can contribute to, uh, to the fund. Go ahead, Bud. It's all yours. Well,
5: well. Here, here's the thing. Of course, uh, it has been uh, a long week uh, here. The accident happened uh, a week ago yesterday. People all over Saskatchewan trying to come to, to grips with this, and uh, nobody's feeling it more than the people of Humboldt, of course, and the outpouring of support and, uh, and love and, and um, just uh, the, the grief that many people all over the world are feeling has really been heartwarming, and um, many people have tried to show their support in various ways. Mostly, uh, it has been financial support, and that's been absolutely fantastic. Most people have been using the GoFundMe page and uh right now that uh, account for the humble Broncos has uh reached over eleven million dollars It's been wow. unbelievable that is a record amount that that account has uh has uh, ever received, certainly in Canada and I think it's the third highest total in perhaps uh their history so it's been fantastic but People are doing little things in other ways. If you can't contribute, and no donation is too small, but if you can't contribute at all, there's other ways that people are are showing their support. Uh, they're they're donating uh, organs. Registrations have been going through the roof. People have been putting hockey sticks out on their porch. Oh, the boys might need them. Uh, it's been just uh, it's just been heartwarming to see the support from all over the world.
1: So, would like what is the best way for people? The easiest way for people who are listening right now. To, uh, you know, to reach out and to help from a financial point of view?
5: Well, from a financial point of view, I would say, and I mean, this is what I did. I mean, you know, some people are just wondering, what, what can I do? They try to help. And I think uh, a lot of people just feel that a financial donation is the, is the best way for them. And many have been going to the, uh, to the GoFundMe page that I just, listened, uh, that I just uh, talked about. So I, I think the best thing to do is you just Google in Funds for Humboldt. Uh, the links to the GoFundMe page will pop up. You go on there. It's quick. It's easy. You can uh, donate what, what, whatever you want, and the funds uh, will go directly uh, to the humble Broncos and, and the families. Uh, you know, we we know that uh, you know as as time moves on here, our lives uh, will go on, but uh, there's going to be many families uh, that are going to have to deal this with this for a long, long time. I don't know if they're ever going to get over it. Uh, the families, uh, not only of those lost, but the families of also those who still uh, are in hospital and uh, still have serious injuries, some are paralyzed, uh, they're gonna have a, a long road ahead. So now the, financial support will help them. Cool.
1: Now, there was one story, we got about a, about a minute and a half here, um, yeah. so you don't have to rush. Just pretend it's like the old days and we didn't care about the time. <laughs> uh, which we don't right now either, because it's just too important of a cause right now. Give us one story in particular that you thought that's, that's really struck you the most from some of the parents.
5: I think, uh, you know, for the parents, for instance, uh, Jacob Likes' funeral was yesterday in Humboldt. Um, he was a small player, underage uh, kind of player, um, you know, kind of an underdog kind of guy. And his mother got up there and um, she says, could we have a Gold Broncos go cheer for 11 seconds, which the crowd did. This was at the Elga Peterson Arena where the Broncos played. And then, uh, you know, she also got up there, could you blow some whistles and, and blow some horns for 11 seconds? 11 was his jersey number. I thought that was uh, I thought that was rather heartwarming, and uh, it really really got you in the feels. And yesterday they laid to rest Adam Harold, the captain uh, the, of the pack Canadians. He was just called up uh, by the midget, uh, by the Broncos, the uh, Prince Albert Raiders. own his rights, they sent him uh, to Humboldt to get more experience. He was only seventeen. He was about to turn seventeen. He was a day short. He was going to turn seventeen yesterday, and. Uh, you know, here he is. He was being buried. Yeah, so sad. you know, his coach stand up there, and I remember Mike Blaisdell saying, "You know, he was a great captain. He was a great leader, and how the world needed more captains." And some of the tributes have just been
1: unbelievable. Yeah, it really resonates home. Listen, so once again, to uh, help contribute to the Humboldt Broncos Fund, that uh, the best way to do it, once again, Warren, is how?
5: I would say just go to Google. Uh, just Google funds for Humboldt. Uh, and the GoFundMe page for the Humboldt Broncos will uh, pop up. The links uh, for that go on, go on there, and uh, and uh, make your contribution. Well, and as I said, great. Uh, As I said, over eleven million dollars has been raised. So well, let's far. kick
1: it up. Everybody who's listening right now, let's kick it up to at least. Let's see if we can get to eleven or twelve million dollars today, Woodsy. Next time the Riders are playing out in Saskatchewan, Taylor Field, get me a couple uh, seats and we'll put some watermelon helmets on again.
5: I, I hate to tell you this, there's no Taylor Field anymore, but I know, a I stadium know. out here.
1: <laughs> I know, it's been a while, so just give me the tickets anyway. Steve's been wearing a watermelon on his head all <laughs> this time, you see. You're,
5: you're always welcome, my friend. I know what a big CFL fan you are. You'd be more than welcome.
1: Man. Okay, listen, take care of yourself and uh, say everybody out in Saskatchewan and give them, give them our hearts best. Okay? Absolutely. Good all right. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We've got questions about your car. You do. Give us a call. we got at least a half an hour sharing is in from Leasebusters. And Brian Max has uh, got his own group that are watching in. So stick around. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I didn't see the camera come on. Okay. Al, over to you. And his tooth is almost uh, its getting better. When's your dentist going to put it in?
2: In about an hour's time. Good, good. Drill away. And he's even paying for parking, which is pretty steep down here in the Big Smoke, eh? Very good for a dentist. Sure is. (laughs) Okay, off to you. Oh, we got Brian Max, who's been driving uh, a Ram. He said he liked that. He said it's a totally new vehicle. Did did they start using any aluminum like the Ford did?
4: Not as much. There's uh, uh, the doors, uh, the hood, and the tailgate are all aluminum, but there's a lot of lightweight uh, lightweight steel construction. So it's it's a couple hundred pounds lighter than the previous one.
2: Have they gone with any carbon fiber on on production vehicles at this point?
4: Uh, there there are some. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you typically see that at the high end, right? But uh, d- uh, the new GMC Sierra is coming out with an option later this year for mm-hmm. a full carbon fiber bed. Wow. So you can get a completely carbon fiber bed on your new GMC Sierra.
2: And you think it'll hold up though when they're when they're unloading the the bucket with the stones in it, eh? You know, in the yeah. commercial. Uh, there he goes. It's, 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 a nor- uh, it's the Northern <laughs> Allen voice. <boys. laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well,
4: it's it's not really a structural piece, so you know they're going to take some weight out of the out of the truck by right. having a carbon bed, and it's pretty durable. I mean, the way the way they're making it, it's going to last. Mm. Okay, uh, you had something for Sharon? Yeah, sure uh, You know, a couple of my friends have uh, have taken over leases before, and their you know their interest is uh, is driving something fun. For the short term. So you know how many how many of your customers uh, or, or lease takeovers are, you know, that um, look at it that way, you know, where they can where they can take over a lease for just a few months and drive something fun?
3: Many, especially in the spring. Spring is the busiest time for lease transfers. People are starting to think about what they want to drive on the weekends. Uh, a lot of times they'll take a Mercedes-Benz Coupe and that will be their weekend drive. And it's a nice way to step into something maybe that's a year and a half. So if they get tired of it, they can hand it back and go and get something new. That's why short-term leases are really travel fast off our website.
4: What's the typical term of a, of a takeover through your website?
3: Oh, they can range anywhere from usually six months right up to almost uh, 60 months. Just depends on the reason why the person needs out of the lease. Maybe they're being relocated and they took on a five-year lease and now they have 52 months left. Um, and they may be needing to offer a cash incentive, especially at that point, because if they can go get a brand new one, the new person will not take over your lease.
4: And now that, you know, hopefully our extended winter is uh, over, now's a great time to do, you know, a short-term lease on a, on a sports car.
3: Yes, but beware, too, a lot of the manufacturers will not transfer a lease that has six payments or less remaining. Due to the costs involved, too, you do have a transfer fee that has to be paid. Um, And sometimes if it's a luxury vehicle, those fees can be quite substantial.
1: If I could jump in, we've got a caller uh, on the phone right now, Jeff, who has a question directed just like that for transfers. Jeff, uh, you're on the line. Go ahead.
3: Yeah, how you doing?
5: Good. Uh, just wondering if I should. Uh, I'm right in the middle of the throes right now of uh, doing the lease transfer, and I just wonder at what stage. Like, I want to make sure this car is in good working condition. That there's no, you know, something's going to pop up on me down the road. At what time should I get the dealer involved in the uh, lease process?
3: Well, you should obviously request if you um, a car proof report. Just to ensure that there's no damage to the vehicle that's gone through insurance claim, certainly you need to request the service records uh, from the current lessee so they can obtain them from the service department, check out when the last oil change was completed so that you know when it will be due once you have the vehicle. And uh, it, it really is your due diligence to, even if you are that concerned, uh, take it to your mechanic or to the actual dealership service department so that you can pay for an inspection to feel comfortable. Jeff, what's the mileage roughly on the vehicle you're looking at? you know?
5: About 52,000 kilometers. So it's just about to go to that warranty phase where it's just going to go over the 60K. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted, that's a great idea, actually. I didn't even think I've taken it to do the safety at the dealer or just at least have them look it over.
0: Well,
2: because right at the end of the day, Jeff, as we said, you know, it, it's going to be your baby once you sign the papers and it goes through. So, uh, you know, you can't complain the fact that, oh, I didn't know or, didn't, or just found out after the fact that it needs a set of tires or needs brakes. They could be grinding the next day. So by all means, take it to your own mechanic. Then you Then you can rest assured that you're getting a decent vehicle.
5: Okay, thank you. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs>
2: Cool question. I mean, it's it's it, there's so many
1: intricacies about what you have to find out before you even jump into a lease, but getting out of it, you know, which is uh, which is cool. We're going to take a break right now. We've had not like not everybody wants to phone up with a question. So what we're going to do is after this break, uh, Brian's got a couple email questions that have come in. Today'scornergarage dot com. We're going to have uh, Sharon answer that one. And uh, by all means, you can listen to the show online and go to today'scornergarage dot com and enter her chance to win in our contest with car cost and with Salem tires al's back his tooth is almost going to be in in less than 15 20 minutes whistle buddy come on whistle <laughs> good Day's it's just not around. working <laughs> we'll be right back stick around Welcome back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We want to thank everybody who's been calling up so far about their uh, lease questions, and as well, if you can and your hearts today, sometime go to the GoFundMe page and uh, do what you can for the uh, families and the victims of the Humboldt Broncos tragedy just a week ago. Like we said, not everybody wants to uh, to call up. Uh, some people have emailed in some questions. Lo and behold. Brian, Max, you
4: have one in your paws. I, I do. I've got, a, I've got an email question from Robert from Richmond Hill. So we've talked about how uh, consumers can protect themselves going into a lease, and, and as you would with even buying a used car, checking car proof and, and service history and uh, all that sort of thing. That's what I typically recommend. But uh, Robert has a question, and if he took over someone's lease and the car was a lemon and he ended up with this lemon, what would be uh, his recourse?
3: Well, it is totally up to him to work with the manufacturer, the dealership, the service department to correct any issues mechanically that he's having. As I say, most of the leases are fairly new or, or newer, so they are under warranty, manufacturer warranty. Uh, so he would have to then work with the dealership. Uh, it's up to him. It's buyer beware. So,
4: so, so he is, he is res- assuming responsibility for that car through that lease. Correct yeah cause like we were talked
2: earlier um, depends on who bought it who who drove it and how they drove it and, and but you can ask for that information and and the, the same way if, if you know you ever go you ever look at a used car and and we always tell people to bring it in a lot of times the used car dealer will go, oh we don't allow that uh, you can't take it off the lot blah 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 they're usually hiding something, so in this case as well, so if you 've asked for dealer records and and the purchaser or the lessor says well i, I don't have them or uh, they're too hard to get or didn't them Th- th- then you're no excuses, so um, you may want to walk away from that. And then, of course, you can go back on the site, and there'll be multiple vehicles oh. that the same anyways.
3: We are adding inventory daily. How many cars generally are on the site? Usually between... 3500 to 4000 3500 really? Across Canada, correct.
4: Amazing. Oh. Now, Sharon, how long does it typically take for someone to take over a lease? I, I wouldn't have any idea.
3: Once you've found a lease that you're interested in and everybody's agreed on who's paying the transfer fee, if there is or is not a cash uh, incentive provided, it usually is about five business days.
2: That's all. Mm-hmm. Now, generally speaking, you know when people want to get together, you know you don't know this other person, and and people may you know feel a little bit of anim- animosity in terms of it. Where do you suggest they normally get together?
3: We always recommend a neutral location. You never want to bring them to your home. I know many of the police stations now have uh, put together these buy and sell exchange parking lots. Uh-huh. Where you can meet, uh, the lighting is fantastic. It's all with cameras, so that you can feel more secure.
1: That's a great idea.
3: And you can go to your individual police uh, d- uh, website and go under crime prevention and programs, and it will tell you if there's anything in your area. Definitely, I found some in Windsor, Tecumseh, Kingston, Peel has two, so mm-hmm. they're everywhere.
2: Oh, wow, that Do, way, it,
1: you- yeah, it's good to have one near Kingston.
4: I was just there yesterday. It doesn't seem like a dangerous town.
1: Not at all. No, No, it's a a college town. It's a party town. Yeah,
4: go
2: there during homecoming week uh, (laughs) with with the gales on. Now, ultimately, too, but once the transaction takes place or is about to take place, that generally happens at the dealership, correct?
3: It does, yes, because they need to witness you signing on the lease, and that is the business manager at the dealership will facilitate the whole paperwork process. They'll do licensing for you, so you can either obtain new plates or provide existing plates. They need to confirm your insurance is set up properly for a lease.
2: Now, for that work that the dealer is doing, uh, th- there's a fee, correct? That is
3: correct, yes.
2: Uh, do we know up front what that normally is?
3: I find it ranges anywhere across Canada from $400 right up to $1,500, just depending on the
2: manufacturer. $1,500? Correct. Just to do the paperwork. I think someone's uh, taking advantage of that. that that's a business if yeah, there ever seriously. was one. And, and is that negotiable?
3: No. And usually, in many cases, uh, it's shared between the, the current lessee and the new lessee, just mm-hmm. because of the prices are escalating as we speak.
2: So so it, it'd be a good thing for the person who's trying to get out of the lease to find out what that cost is going to be.
3: Absolutely. And every and, and dealership is it. different. You have to call the business manager of your dealership mm-hmm. to find out what they will charge for transfer fee.
4: Right. And speaking of costs, are there costs um, through your website, through LeaseBusters, for someone offering their lease to be taken over or for someone taking over a lease? Who pays?
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to search for a vehicle, obviously there's no charge. Come visit us anytime. The average time on our site is 20 minutes. We do have a marketing fee to get it live on our website and that fee is $299, and it stays there till it's gone.
1: Great. We actually have somebody on the phone that is uh, the same name as you, which is how we filter our questions. Uh, Sharon from Hamilton has been on the, uh, the phone for a while, so she's got a question, and we'll come back to that question about electric cars right after this get your tooth in there. I do. Get your tooth. We want a tooth for Al. <laughs> Where's the cord? i got to plug it in. <laughs> electric, is true. It's a long cord for electric cars. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Stick around. Dave's Corner Garage, we've got some questions to, uh, to get to right now. And also to go to the GoFunding page when you Google it. For the humble Broncos. And, and you know, some people have phoned up with some really good points. And I do apologize for uh, not referencing that. But the majority of this is going to support those who have survived. Exactly. Not just not just the the players that survived, but the families. So it's really important. We want to push this thing over twelve million dollars before the day is out. So Google GoFunding page and uh, let's help out the families and everybody else and the players especially who survived.
2: Right. The, For a uh, lot of a lot of people listening, you know, in a couple of weeks time they're going to forget that this happened. But the people who are injured who has catastrophic injuries, they'll never forget that those costs, you know, and, and problems are going to happen the rest of their life. Yep. So that's why they need the money. Absolutely. All right. We've got a question coming
1: in from Hamilton with Sharon about electric cars. Sharon, what is your question today?
0: My
3: question is, um, I said a prayer for all the families that were hurt in the accident.
1: Great. Thank you.
3: Um, my question is, how
5: do electric cars, how do, you, how do they make them go? Well, like when you go? When you go in an electric car and you drive it, mm-hmm. some, of them,
0: some of them drive themselves.
1: So. Okay, we'll get to we'll get to an
2: answer with uh, Alan Brian right now. What do you think, guys? Well, I mean, a couple of years back, of course, cars came out as hybrids. Okay, that's where you had a, a gas engine, like you would normally be used to, Sharon. You know, where you turn the key. And uh, it fires Mm -hmm. up. And then, of course, they added the electric part of that. So instead of the gas engine running, you have an electric motor running. And to provide power rather than gasoline, you have batteries underneath the back of the car. And so, uh, you know, provided that uh, your Duracells are holding up, you can drive yourself a... different distances, uh, Brian. Now we, And, of course, we've moved on to full electric cars now too as well.
4: Yeah, I mean, a couple of years ago, I took a, uh, a Tesla, which is fully electric, mm-hmm. from Toronto to Montreal and back in the same 24-hour period. It was a Really? L- it was a long day. How many times did you have to stop? Uh, four times. Okay. And uh, what Tesla's got is uh, a network of supercharger systems, very quick charging systems, uh, or chargers, um, across North America and uh, other parts of the world. And uh, you can get an 80% charge, uh, in about 20 minutes. And, and that, cost, cost of that. There's no cost to, uh, no, to older no Tesla. Yeah. Newer Teslas have to pay for access to that. But, uh, as I understand it, but the older ones, it's, uh, it's free and, uh, they're, they're all across the, uh, the 401 for example. And, uh, it was easy to get to uh, Montreal and back in a Tesla. And uh, of course there's no gasoline involved. It's purely electric. What about, what about trucks? Are tra- trucks moving to that area? I think there's lots of uh, development going on, but uh, nothing production-wise yet. Why is that, do you think? I, I think the, uh, the the battery capacity has to be enormous.
1: Yeah, for a Ford F-150, you'd probably need a, a battery the size of a Canadian
2: tire. Yeah, but when you're talking about an 18-wheeler, that sucker's large. I mean, you could have a whole lot of batteries in there. Yeah. And uh, and they're going autonomous as well. They're You know, just to do those straight highway runs, you don't necessarily need a driver behind the wheel anymore. Sometimes that could be a good thing. Well, especially...
1: well, yeah. you driven on the 427 lately? <laughs> yeah. Whoa. What about on lease buses? Are you getting many inquiries about electric cars?
3: We are, and every manufacturer is different uh, because they are providing rebates when you take over or when you do a leased vehicle, and you may take the rebate in cash or you may apply it to the actual monthly payment.
2: Question, question. Is The rebate is from the manufacturer, or are you talking about well, the government? government and, it's government, Government yes. incentive. Yes. Okay, yes. sorry. Yes, uh,
3: so that is provided, and... Once you take the cash, sometimes you are limited as to when you can get out of that lease based on uh, the money that you receive. Mm -hmm. They they don't want you just taking out the lease and having the cash and then getting out. So you do have to hold on to the lease for a certain amount of time, and it varies between every manufacturer.
2: So basically, if you call the dealer, he could give you that information?
3: Yes, Okay. or the the leasing company direct to either uh, Nissan Canada or Mm -hmm. GM Financial.
2: Great, uh, uh, wonderful, but but you know we talked about short term leases. It's you know we've, we've been talking about getting rid of cars, but like as Brian mentioned, all of a sudden you you're perusing the site and you go, wow, I always wanted a
4: Porsche. I, I maybe I can get one. You know, right? and for a few hundred dollars uh, a month for a few months, why not? You know, treat yourself, and now you know. Like I was saying, now's the time of year. You can, you can, uh, you know, pick up. You know, the ideal situation is great. Get a great sports car on LeaseBusters. Lease it for a few months uh, through. You know, towards the end of the year, and uh, you're, you're enjoying a great car for a few months.
1: Brian, what could, what could you get me?
4: I, I can get I'm, you anything. I'm on Steve. my
1: knees right now. I'd like a little MGB midget, like a 1962.
4: Well, you won't find I, that on LeaseBusters, and, and you
1: wouldn't fit in that either. That's very nice of you, Brian. Okay, we're gonna cut his microphone right now. <laughs> you uh, Used to be able to. Yeah, I used to be. Well, let's not go there, all right? Now,
2: was it before you worked in Saskatchewan
1: or? Uh, uh, no, I was actually uh, in Regina. Le- led out of Saskatchewan.
2: Uh,
1: <laughs> Bye. I'm not going into it right now.
2: <laughs> Excellent. Um, well, we we discussed that. We talked about electric cars. I hope uh, Sharon was happy with that answer. Yep. We, we were joking joking offline how you need a really long extension card, but that's not the case. Um, so you had to stop four times. Now that was two times on the way to Montreal and two times on the way back.
4: Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. See how good he is with math. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he's, boom. He's, he's quick. And which model did you have? That was the model S, the typical sedan that you see. Right, right, and, right. Uh, and, it, and it, you know, it didn't have the uh, the semi autonomous uh, function, so I had to do all the driving myself. And uh, poor it, baby. The, the the interesting takeaway. I mean, uh, what I what I find is other electrics, whether it's uh, some of the GM products or or the the Nissans, what Tesla suffers. The, the other Products Other vehicles don't, but Tesla seems to suffer from uh, cold in the cabin, and even though they've got a, a functioning HVAC system and right. you can get heat in there, what you don't have is a gasoline motor heating up the front of the car, and mm-hmm. there's no heat coming through the firewall. So we did ah. this late in November, and it was cold, and my feet were cold the entire time. You couldn't just like crank the heat up? Nope. Really? As much as I wanted, I couldn't get my feet warm.
2: Wow. You should have hit the mode button. Now I guess you didn't read the owner's manual. No, clearly not. <laughs> People think that's just in the box to take up space, eh? But it's important. I'm seeing more like and more Teslas. Like Dave Tesla. always says, RTFM.
1: Yep. I'm seeing more and more Teslas, and when you pull up, it's almost like you want to roll the window down going, all right, did you lease that or did you buy it? Exactly. And I think most are leasing them yes, because you have to have food in your house and some furniture to sit on, Right. And they're
3: very popular on our website. They are. Oh, really? A lot of Teslas on the website? Not a lot. We'd like more. Mm -hmm. But uh, they do transfer quite rapidly off the site.
1: So just wrapping up, what is the website that people can go to for LeaseBusters?
3: It is LeaseBusters.com. You can get into a lease or get out of a lease. And uh, the phone number is one 357 2678 Thanks,
4: Thanks. Sharon, for coming down. And Brian Max, what are you working on? A uh, book. I'm working on a book. Woo! A little bit about watches and a little bit about motor racing and details to come soon. Well, if we had time, we could talk about it. But <laughs> we've run out of that now. Next time around. <laughs> Listen, next oh, weekend. Hey Brian,
2: you got a website? Yeah.
4: Uh, just visit me on the internet. My last name is spelled M-A-K-S-E, and I'm easy to find on the internet. Goodbye. Go get your tooth filled. Drive safe, everyone. Uh, we'll see you next week.